In a world where fans are forever restless, the rules are ever-changing, and you have to be told just how much your favorite team blows to rise above the rest. Welcome to the Couch Coaches with your hosts, Lacey Kay and Drew Hale. That would be a great question for the Chargers fan that was choked by a Steelers fan at the Chargers-Steelers game. All right, welcome to the Couch Coaches. <laughs> I'm getting the greatest wow. looks ever. Welcome to the Couch Coaches. I'm, uh, I'm your host, uh, Drew, here with co-hosts uh, Lacey and Rachel. Say hi, guys. What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. Whew, wow, that was a dark starter. A little bit. <laughs> See, this wow. Is, this, I, I don't know how to trust you when... First off, I usually do the openings. And second off, when you're like, I have the greatest opening since I've ever had openings. Like, I don't know how to react. Oh, that was legendary. So I just kind of wing it and hope you know what you're doing. And That was legendary. But now we get to tag Jordan Sparks in our, our post and get a million listens like we did when we tagged Justin Bieber. From what um, I heard, I've, I've heard she already listened to the show. Oh, okay. Well, then there we go. That's even better. So shout out to Jordan Sparks, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm well, just listen. glad you didn't take it to the whole... You know, Chris Brown does a song with her, he beats women type thing. I really thought that's where you're going to take it. And No, I got to keep it I got to keep it football relevant, you know what I'm saying? Keep it football relevant. Ah, man. Listen, What's our, going our, on, guys? Our, our wishes are with the Chargers fan that was choked. Um, Jordan Sparks needs answers. All right. Coming right in. Listen, so busy week. Busy weekend in the NFL for sure, right? Uh, yeah, I mean... I feel like it's always typically a busy week in the NFL. I mean, between games, news that's happening, and now that we're getting closer to the playoffs and the teams that are already projected to be done are working on their offseason moves and stuff like that. It's just a big conundrum, a big fuck-up of just draft stuff, playoffs, you know, rebuilding, and there's so much going on at this time of the year. Well, it's crazy because last week... We had a uh, Kareem Hunt incident, obviously, which we talked about, and we, we posted up yeah, that episode. Yeah, major part of our episode through. last time. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so that was major breaking news that week, and we really just ran right into it because it was so crazy. Well, I know, we didn't even major, have an uh, Major breaking news this week, Mike McCarthy is out in Green Bay. It, you know, it, it's, it's breaking and it's unexpected, not because that it happened, but because of when it happened. You know what I mean? We both expected McCarthy to be gone unless the Packers made some kind of crazy run you know almost made the Super Bowl won the Super Bowl whatever we expect him to be gone and I'm gonna let you get touched on this first because you obviously being the Packers fan before I give my two cents but tell me what do you think about it yeah listen uh let's let's open up the discussion about just generally it happening right now and the way that it happened and then we'll roll into potential replacements and sort of what that might look like so um or whether it was you know did he deserve to be fired? Did he deserve it? Uh, and did he deserve it at this time? Or should they have waited? Well, listen, you know, I I think deserves a, an interesting word, right? I mean, listen, he, he was the winningest head coach in the NFC, right? Uh, you know, so did he deserve to go down like this? Ah, I, I don't, I don't know, right? I don't think so. Was the move needed? Yes. Was it super aggressive from a Packers franchise that I don't know to be that aggressive under Ted Thompson and uh, and Mike Murphy previously? 
Absolutely. I mean, super aggressive, way more aggressive than I ever anticipated it, uh, you know, it getting. Uh, what's interesting, though, about it happening the way that it did is we've got four games left in the season. We've got <clears throat> Joe Feldman as the interim head coach, right? Former quarterback coach and then offensive coordinator in Green Bay. Um, former head coach of the Dolphins. Former head coach of the Dolphins. Then back to Green Bay as the offensive coordinator. Um I think that you've had Mike Murphy in a press conference, who's the Packers CEO. Uh, and remember, you know, the, the Packers organization, unlike every other NFL franchise, doesn't have an owner. So they're owned by a board of directors, right? So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mark Murphy representing the board of directors, right? So Mark Murphy gets on and he says, hey, so, you know, they ask him, is Joe Feldman in contention for the job? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, Mark Murphy was all in. He was all in on Joe Feldman potentially being the guy, and that's part of the reason why they wouldn't make the move so soon. They want to see these next four games, what kind of reaction they can get from, you know, Joe Feldman and blah, 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 blah. And then Joe Feldman gets on a press conference, and when asked about being the next head coach and if that's the angle he's looking to take, he's like, well, listen, we'll, we'll see where it goes, right? But he, he did not seem wildly enthralled uh, about the idea, which was kind of interesting to me. Uh, but it gives, it gives Mike McCarthy – a period of time to solidify his next team, right? We've already heard rumors of a couple teams reaching out, right? Uh, the Cleveland, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> the New York Jets, uh, you know, have both kind of expressed some interest, from my understanding, in Mike McCarthy. And again, he's going to be a sought-after head coach. I mean, yeah, imagine long before he's right. Up. Imagine Andy Reid in Philadelphia, right? Similar situation, by the way. Uh, Andy Reid in Philadelphia, only a better coach. More proven. He's a more proven coach. He has more accomplishments to his name at this stage in his career than Andy Reid did when he when he exited Philadelphia. Uh, so did he though? I how, mean, how, many, how many Super Bowls? Yeah, did Andy I was gonna have? say he has the greatest accomplishment between the two, but the more consistent. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Andy Reid has way more conference title games than. It means he. Okay, go ahead. Continue. So, so uh, the, the thing is right. So. With Mike McCarthy's status, right, and this this season obviously a little bit of a flop. Last season, everybody gave him a pass, right, because Rodgers was injured. Uh, but this season, coming back in, you know, there was a lot of new pieces. But you had a relatively healthy Aaron Rodgers. You still had a pretty good wide receiving core, minus Jordy Nelson, but plus Jimmy Graham in the tight end spot. Uh, a rebuilding defense with some young pieces. So it, it expected more, right? And that was that was Mark Murphy's thing. It was, hey, Mike did not live up to the Packers standard. We hold a very high standard around here, and he didn't live up to that. I think that's bullshit because you dealt with Ted Thompson for forever, right? Who in Dom Capers, who obviously hurt your franchise. I mean, Dom Capers hasn't crafted a top 10 defense outside of the Super Bowl run that the Packers had in 2010. Um, so, so that's a line of bullshit, right? I mean, they obviously had some type of agenda where they wanted to get a new coach in. They wanted to play some, play some odds, uh, you know, but now we've got a Packers team with a new GM, New defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, now interim head coach, and potentially a new head coach with Joe Feldman going back to offensive coordinator at the end of the year. And uh, things are certainly interesting and spicing up. But uh, I, overall, I like the move. But I also think Mike McCarthy is, is, is going to be a really great coach somewhere else, and I think he's going to have a lot of success. I mean, like you've already said, he's a very successful coach, whether we agree on whether it's more or less than Andy Reid. But he's proven, he has a good track record. You know, he's worked with great players. He's gotten to the big game. He's won the big game. So how many coaches have that kind of record in the NFL currently playing? It's only a handful. 
So he's going to be sought after because coaches like that don't just end up on the market. I think he's going to Cleveland personally. I think it works well with John Dorsey, who's the GM there. Um, so that's sure. where I'm expecting him to be. But my, my question with this is, and I've seen a lot of debate back and forth on the media shows and people reacting to this firing. Um, is it? Do you think he deserved to be fired because the way it seems is like him and Aaron Rodgers have this thing. You know, Aaron Rodgers has to be happy now. I've seen McCarthy as the scapegoat. And now, like, if the team doesn't work, they're going to have to look at Rodgers because all the scapegoats are gone. And just a bunch of backwind on this. So I have to ask, when it comes to that, do you think any of these ideas or rumors are liable? Like, do you agree with them? Do you think there was, like, this feud <coughs> and it was McCarthy-Rodgers, McCarthy's the scapegoat, and now what? Like... No, I, I don't think that – I think the media play, plays that up big time. I don't think it was that bad. You know, uh, Rodgers just today actually, I think it was earlier this morning or late yesterday afternoon, uh, when he was in a conference, right, <clears throat> uh, post-practice, you know, they talked about kind of that, that relationship, right? And Rodgers said, listen, I, I can't address this any more than I already have. I'm, I'm not going to address it every single time I'm asked because I'd be feeding into the nonsense. I'm like, but me and Mike have had a very strong relationship. They're like li- – he said literally every single time they would end a conference – it would end with each of them hugging each other and telling each other they love them because that is how close and tight the bond was between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. He said just like anybody though, just like any head coach quarterback, right? They're both hyper competitive. He said so when you get two really competitive people in the same building, there's going to be periods in time where there's disagreement, but disagreement doesn't lead to hatred or to despite, right? I mean, disagreement just leads to people trying to move forward because if everybody agreed all the time, right, there would be no one, you know, there would be zero progress, right? So, you know, that was the Roger stance. So I, I don't agree that he was necessarily just a scapegoat. I think play calling has certainly been an issue. To the Rodgers thing and looking at Rodgers, listen, Rodgers right now is, is top five quarterback in the NFL in passing yards this season. Who would think that, right, based on the Packers' record? And he's doing it with, remember, Geronimo Allison, who's their third receiver, right? Geronimo Allison, I mean, arguably second in between Randall Cobb, right, has been out. He's on IR, right? Randall Cobb has been very inconsistent. He's only played a handful of games this season. He's been in and out of injury. The only constant they've had has been Devontae Adams and two rookie wide receivers. And Jimmy Graham, who, while a phenomenal tight end, has also had lingering injury issues. And it's his first year in this system playing with Aaron. So they've also had injuries on their offensive line, right? Debach has been out, you know, in and out of games, you know, dealing with some injuries. For those who are unaware, that's David Bakhtiari. So, a.k.a. Agent 69, right? But uh, but listen, seriously, I mean, the, the problem is on the offensive, there's been a lot of moving pieces. But somehow still, number 12 is still putting up, he's still top five in passing yards this season. And, and again, for the season, his quarterback rating is still over 100. So as an individual, right, he's still performing at Aaron Rodgers' level. It just doesn't seem that way when they don't execute at a high level, they don't put up a ton of yards. And, you know, I, I, I honestly think that play calling has a lot to do with that. All right, well, let's have a little bit of fun here. You're going to be a member of the Packers organization. Okay, oh, I want you to be part of the front office. I'm going to be a reporter. All right, I have, some, I have some questions for you. So let who, me. Ask, who am I that you're interviewing? Whoever you want to be, you're Drew Hale, the Packers organization. Okay, great, perfect. Okay, so let me ask you, Drew. Um, is it does Aaron Rodgers have a bad attitude? Does does he come off overconfident, or does his does his personality affect the locker room in a negative way? 
Uh, you know, great question, reporter Lacey. Uh, <clears throat> you know, listen, I, I think that when you have a hyper-competitive player like you do in Aaron, uh, and I think, listen, you've seen Aaron after press conferences, you know, time after time, take responsibility and accountability, saying that he's got to play better and he's got to make more throws. And he's called out the throws on multiple occasions he has to make. Um, I don't think anybody is going to sit here and dispute the greatness that Aaron brings to the field and the caliber of player that he is or the work ethic that he brings to practice every single day. I think it just gets to a point that when you're a, when you're a player of that caliber and you're not used to losing, I think losing becomes frustrating. And I think that from the media standpoint or from the standpoint of the fans, right, sometimes Aaron can come off that way because he's frustrated with losing because he's so competitive and they're so used to winning. I was just I was just asking because one time he asked my sister out and then blew her off. So I feel like he has a bad attitude. Second That's the question, Rogers way. Um, do you feel like now if this franchise doesn't get turned around after hiring a coach and the next season or two doesn't go the way it's planned, Aaron Rodgers is is he possibly could be moved then? Now listen, you know I, I I don't think we're here to talk about that today, right? I think what we're talking about that would be the official answer, right? But but to answer that question genuinely. No, unless he starts playing poorly. No, I don't feel. Because again, we're having this hypothetical conversation, and I hate this because Colin talks about, everybody is talking about the level of play of Aaron Rodgers, right? Until you give me an Aaron Rodgers sub 95, right, passer rating season, right, I'm not going to buy it. I mean, again, the guy right now, I don't know, Google it, somebody, please. Aaron Rodgers passed right in the season. He's got to be like on a 101, 105, 110. I mean, there's probably less than five quarterbacks higher than that in the league right now. Yeah, sure, he's on a losing team. He's on a team that's not doing very well right now. But he is still the same number 12 that we've always known. It's very rare when consistent greatness falls off, right? I mean, if you look at Tom Brady, consistent greatness okay even listen the, the Patriots have been successful for such a long period of time under Tom Brady so it's, it's a hard example but you take Drew Brees right the Saints have not always played well but Drew Brees has always played well on in that team you look at Russell Wilson right the Seattle Seahawks have not always played great football but Russell Wilson has always played exceptional quarterback okay always he has carried that franchise and no one is looking at Russell Wilson being the problem no one in Seattle is saying, well, Russell Wilson, I think it's time to move on from him. So all these people talking about Aaron Rodgers, a, a, a caliber of player, uh, you know, a, a guy at his level, talking about, oh, could he be the problem? Could, could the Packers need to move on from him? It's nonsense. Absolutely not. No one is moving on from a generational player. So even though I don't, I don't know his uh, passer rating, but his completion percentage is only 61.8%, which is quite, quite trashy. But of course, it sure. has to do with the surrounding cast but i have to ask so you're telling me if the packers were to go four and twelve five and eleven ten or six and ten the next two seasons he it's still not anything you have to worry about with Aaron Rodgers. it just is going to be the coaching staff and the supporting cast no it depends on how aaron Rodgers plays if they if they're that bad because he he puts up good stats but those are the records like that's the overall what's happening with the team yeah, if he if he puts up great stats, right? If he puts up great stats and that's what it is, then then no, that that's what it is. I lied, by the way. His his rating is his rating right now is ninety nine point three. So, so it's just under a hundred. So not only is Aaron Rodgers fake, but the whole Packers organization is fake. With that, <laughs> um, 
Last question. <laughs> I have to ask. There's a rumor going around that even though he does the State Farm commercials, he's insured with Allstate. Is there any... Deny! Fact? Deny immediately! I, I was, I was kind of hoping for like a, a, no, a, no, a no comment, but you know, whatever works. But yeah, no, this, this whole thing in my opinion is a bit overblown. Um, whether you side on the side of Mike, Mike McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers or whatever, it's irrelevant. The thing is, the Packers aren't getting it done. They have the talent on some parts, some on not. They're going to go through an influx. Now, I can't speak whether whether you find your better coach, quote-unquote, or better staff, or get better players to support him, how it'll be handled, you know, if they still don't compete. But as it stands right now is there needs to be a change, whether McCarthy or someone else, Rodgers, whatever, and they have to try and figure this thing out. Whether they do is remain to be seen. Um... But I gotta hope that they get the right pieces in place, because I would like to see that with the decent coaching staff, with decent players around Rodgers and Rodgers playing at a high level, if they can get it done. I want to know. If it was just a one-time fluke, because they were constantly in the playoffs and then losing out, even when sometimes they had the best team. So outside of that Super Bowl season, I want to see if they can compete. Hey, same here. And by the way, I'm not taking all this off Aaron either. I mean, like, he's got to play better. I mean, he hit, uh, he still has got to play better because he's proven that he can do it in times of need, right? And that's what great quarterbacks do, by the way. Great quarterbacks don't always have tremendous pieces around them, right? But they still find a way to win football games. That being said, right, Tom Brady obviously comes immediately to mind. But he's also got the, one of the – he's got the greatest head coach of our generation without question in Bill Belichick. So I think that that is the other thing you got to look at, right? That synergy is fantastic. Tom has next to no weapons. They still win a ton of games because the play calling is superb on both sides of the ball. And I, I feel like if you have to look at a common denominator, that's where the link to the Packers is. Once we get that play calling piece figured out, I think we'll be okay. But again, 12's got to play better. I mean, you can't lose to the Arizona Cardinals at home at Lambeau. You know, it just you can't do that. You cannot do that. You handed Arizona their third win this season. I mean, you that cannot ever happen. You know, and I think that obviously that's what spiked the, the Mike McCarthy, you know, firing and everything else, rightfully so, because that game was abysmal. And I'll talk a little more about that later. But, uh, you Arizona. know, uh, yeah, Roger's got to play better. He's got to outplay. He has got to dramatically outplay Josh Rosen. And he did, by the way. On paper, he played yeah, better than Josh Rosen. Too bad these things, but, right, these exactly. things aren't played on paper. Exactly. Like, exactly. And that's why it doesn't matter. And uh, it's super frustrating. But, uh, but yeah, at any rate. Uh, all right. So, the second part, and to wrap this whole thing up, is. Do you think, what are some coaches you're looking at for the position, maybe who you personally like, and on this, on the flip side of that, is there a potential candidate you think not only that you like, but what kind of candidate does Aaron Rodgers need, and where do you think you find him? Like, who is that? <clears throat> so, what's interesting is, because I think the guy we're going with and the guy that I think Aaron needs are different. Okay. So, what's interesting is, listen, Josh McDaniels has been the, the go-to name, right, this whole time. I've just seen articles where, seasons, yeah. where there's been a coaching staff, an assistant coaching staff, and assistants that are, like, lining up to be with McDaniels in Green Bay. Like, it's, it, they're thinking it's that sure of a thing. Uh, number one, I don't know how the Green Bay Packers organization would feel about that. I mean, he just bailed on Indianapolis, right, last minute to come back and sign another deal uh, with New England, right? So it's like, ah, I don't know, do you want that guy? He's a little bit flaky. Excuse me. Um, a lot of people are talking about uh, uh, John DeFilippo. 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 The one that was part uh, of the Eagles yeah, he was coaching, coaching Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, quarterback coach. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. 
So, you know, a lot of people are talking about him potentially being there. Listen, I like him. Pennsylvania native, you know what I mean? Uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, graduated from uh, high school here in PA. So, um, you know, that that's cool and all. But, I, I mean, I just don't know how proven a guy is that's been an offensive coordinator for one season and only a quarterback coach before that. That's kind of scary a little bit. Um, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you who I'd love to see. Now, this just going to me, right? And uh, uh, Brian uh, Gutekunst, our, uh, our GM, has some relationship with a familiar name to the professional circuit, currently uh, winning it up in college at Michigan, Mr. Jim Harbaugh. Really? Jim Harbaugh. So here's why I like Jim Harbaugh, okay? Here's why I like him. Now, he's got got a lifetime contract with Michigan or whatever the hell, right? So, like, getting him out of there. He's literally got a contract until he wants to leave. He stays there forever. Well, I mean, it works in your favor because he can't win in Michigan anyway. So, continue. I already went 10-2. I mean, I don't like Michigan either. I'm with you 100%, but whatever. Uh, Any rate, so, uh, listen, here's why I like Jim Harbaugh, right? Jim Harbaugh is a no-nonsense, offensive-minded coach, okay? He's not going to take the shit. He's not going to deal with the excuses. He's not going to be lackadaisical. Like, that's just not the Jim Harbaugh mentality, okay? He's going to grind you to the bone. If you don't have the work ethic and, and you know, you don't want to be a part of that team, you're just not going to be a part of that team under Jim Harbaugh. And that's why he works out so well in college because of the refresh that he gets with his aggressive mentality, right? He gets new players in all the time. Um Again, Brian and Jim, you know, they have a little bit of a relationship. Brian has said publicly that he likes Jim Harbaugh and loves his coaching style. However, the problem is, in this case, which is interesting, the GM is not making the decision on the next head coach hire. The next head coach is hired by our CEO, Mark Murphy. Because our structure... So our structure is that the head coach and the GM report to the CEO in Green Bay. That was a structure change that just happened this past year. Um, So Brian in charge of everything personnel... And then, uh, you know, from a player's perspective, and then, again, from a head coaching perspective, uh, Mark Murphy makes that call. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I would say Josh McDaniels would probably be the go-to. Joe Philbin, probably the dark horse in all of it. Um, but I think Jim Harbaugh would be a would be an interesting addition to, uh, yeah, to that for sure. I mean, I don't really like the idea of Joe Philbin there. I don't really like the idea of Jim Harbaugh there. If you're going to look at a college coach, I would look at Lincoln Riley. I don't know how willing he'd be willing to leave the college program, especially with how well he's doing there. Um, And the only other team, I I feel like he would leave for a big team. Uh, Yeah, I believe Sooners. Sooners in Nebraska, but I think it's it's the Sooners. Um, Yeah, he was um, a Baker's coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, Um, okay. So... I mean, he's probably only, he would probably only leave that kind of program for a big name team if he wants to jump to the NFL. Sure, and, uh, you know, with someone that he doesn't have to worry about building from the ground up. Uh, so, like, there's been rumors of him reported to Dallas if they let go of Garrett. But I think Packers or someone else he could look at. I don't know if it's exactly the thing he's looking at, but he would get to work with Aaron Rodgers. It'd be one of the you know historical franchises in the league, you sure. know, stuff like that. So it's a name to look out for. I think he's the best name in the college ranks. If you're looking for a coach from there. Uh, all I'm saying is uh, Mike McCarthy gets fired. Two days later, Urban Meyer sets his retirement from Ohio State. Listen, I don't want Urban Meyer. Okay, listen, I love Urban Meyer. Urban legend. Okay? There's love him. There's love him. Name. I do. I really, really do. Um, but I obviously think it's because of other reasons, right? But at any rate, I thought it was interesting. People are saying Nick Saban as well for his third stint in the NFL. His first two didn't work out at all whatsoever. So Nick, stay in college. But, um, but yeah. Not only did they work, didn't work out, but you're talking about arguably the greatest college coach of all time. Oh yeah, why for sure. would you give that up unless you really had something to prove? So, uh, 
As, as for Urban Meyer, yeah, he left the program. He retired. But the thing is, one, it, there was kind of signs because of his health and the way he's been reacting on the sidelines that people kind of been expecting this kind of announcement. Sure. But two is whether you actually think he's going to stay retired because last time he retired, he retired for a year and then showed up at Ohio State. So we'll see how it goes. I want Jim Tressel to come out of retirement. Sure, Jim Tressel. Jim Tressel, Mr. Sweater Vest. I want to see it happen. I want him either back in college or in the NFL. Make it happen. But no, that happened. Uh, we're going to try and turn topics here just a little bit. Uh, also, a Packers uh, assistant was fired after a tweet. After, after a tweet? What God that, damn it. Yeah, I know a tweet is a good way to resi- uh, resign. Put in, yeah, yeah. Put in your resignation. yeah, Winston Moss, uh, assistant to the head coach uh, and linebacker coach, kind of a position sort of created for him um, after he did not get the defensive coordinator spot last year. Uh, I, him and Joe Philbin have actually just not seen eye to eye since Joe Philbin's with the program. Joe Philbin's exact quote uh, along uh, when he let him go said that he wasn't about the tweet. He said he just wasn't a fit for the Packers organization from what Joe, you know, how Joe felt. So I'm not super surprised there. They haven't, yeah, they haven't really been on the same page from day one. So a couple things I want to touch up. So basically his job title was a participation trophy. Pretty much, yeah. Well, then that automatically deserves to get him fired because we don't do participation trophies on this show. Heck yeah! Um, Secondly, I find that funny because even if it wasn't the only reason for his firing, Joe Philbin is the interim head coach for the last four games and no guarantee he's going to be the coach going forward. But he's like, he's not a fit for this organization, so I'm going to fire him. Yeah. So that's kind of funny to me. But all right, that was just curious. Um, some other big news before we move on to the bigger, meatier parts of our show. Um, Landon Collins was shut down for the year with a nagging shoulder injury. He's put on IR. He's done for the year. Um. Not that the Giants were going to do anything anyway this way, but they are playing better. Um, and True. Emmanuel Sanders hurt his Achilles. Uh, he's done for the year, it looks like. Uh, which, thankfully, I mean, it sucked because I had him on my one fantasy team, but I picked up Cortland Sutton, nice. so I should be okay. Nice. Um, but, no, that sucks for both of them. Emmanuel Sanders was having a good year, even with Case Keenum at quarterback. And like you said, Landon Collins is one of the better safety safeties in the league um he was in your top two or three when we were doing our rankings during the offseason um and he's having kind of a down year but that's a lot to do with the team around him Um, the defensive side of the ball the way Eli Manning's playing which I'm going to get to a little bit later um and I mean they don't they're not really playing for anything so I understand being safe and putting him on IR it's just that sucks for him sure um Kelvin Benjamin was cut yeah how do you feel about that yeah you know I I mean, there was there was speculation on you know Kelvin Ben not speculation, but he didn't right. I mean, there were times where pregame practice right, uh, Josh Allen wanted to get some throws in, and Kelvin's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, like come I, on, dude, was little, like hey, get the fuck out of here. You know, do you want to run some routes for warmups? And he's like, no, yeah, no, right. I'm good. What a um, piece of shit. <laughs> but uh, no, twelve games this year, and his stat line is twenty three catches for three hundred fifty four yards and one touchdown. Even though the Bills have no one, it's safe to say. That doesn't say much for Kelvin Benjamin because then he is a no one because they have no one and he's still going to produce. Yeah, so right. I mean, they, they they had nobody to throw the ball to him. But listen, that wasn't DeAndre Hopkins' excuse. Hey, the rookie's trying to get practice in and he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, no. dude, yeah. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin's a piece of shit. And, like, I hope for the fucking sake of football that Kevin, Kelvin Benjamin gets signed with no one because he's a fucktard. Listen, the highlight of his season was meeting off with Cam during the preseason. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that that's just kind of the headlining news. Um, we want to review the games a little bit from this past weekend. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna do two and two like we did last 
last time, last episode when we did the review. For for the sake of nostalgia, can we do rock paper scissors to see who goes first? Man, you yeah okay. I love right, nostalgia. Ready? 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 Here we go. Rock paper scissors. Oh! All right, so we're snippy, one snippy. for one since we've been snippy, back on the snippy. air. Calm down. Snippy, snippy. Never roll papers first. All right, so... <laughs> Listen, statistics show that most of the time, okay, first thing thrown is rock, which is why it's habit for me to go paper. Good thing rock, paper, scissors isn't one on statistics, bro. What? 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 What, 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 what is what, that? What? <laughs> no, you made the mention uh, all the time on how games aren't one on paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Literally, games yeah, aren't I won on paper. This episode. Oh, I hate you. Shit. I hate you. Oh shit! Oh god. Whew. Man, okay. that was so, awesome. Doing our reviews. Rachel, how are you doing over there, really quick? I'm great. You doing okay? Yeah. You look. You look good. Did you do something to your face today? Face mask. Oh, fa- that's that that glow I'm seeing. <laughs> is that that glow? All right. What awesome. I'm more interested in is every every time we do an episode, she has some some kind of interesting tidbit or saying that we say during the show that she keeps and puts up on our bulletin board. <laughs> and I don't know if she has one yet, but I'm hoping by the end of this episode she does, because that's the kind of shit I look forward to. She's a bit too busy on uh, Facebook and Instagram, you know. I, I wrote. I mean, I didn't write one on on the sticky note, but I wrote one on the bottom of my paper. Okay. Ooh, good. We're excited. All right, but we're going to review two games each like we did last time. You won Rock, Paper, Scissors. Do you want to go first, or do you want to defer it and go second? Uh, I will defer. Okay, so my first game was I want to do the Colton Jaguars strictly because... Oh, nice. What stands out to me is that the game ended 0-6. 0-6, and there's a bunch of small plot lines, and this is like, first off... We we talk up indie. We get shit for how much we talk up luck, and then they go Insane. and put zero points up. Now, normally that wouldn't be a problem against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, except outside of a two three games, that defense hasn't been playing this year. Even when they're on the field, they're not there. <laughs> That's true. I mean, as seen by their terrible. record, but terrible. all of a sudden they decide they're going to play this week, and the Colts put up a goose egg. Put up zero. Luck went 33 for 52 with 248 yards. No touchdowns. And they touchdowns. stepped up for no reason. They're no like, they're 4-8. Yeah, I know. Like, like no what they have nothing to play One for. pick. Ebron and Hilton were the two highest getters in the supporting cast. Ebron had 10 catches for 81 yards, and Hilton had 8 catches for 77 yards. Um, Jacksonville had two turnovers in that game off of Andy, the pick, and then they also forced a fumble and recovered it. But it's not like it's not like the Jacksonville offense did anything anyway, like as apparent by the score. Um Kessler went 18 for 24 for 150 yards. Yeldon, 7 carries for 49 yards. Hyde, 13 carries for 36 yards. So they did nothing. They literally won on two field goals. By the way, it was the it, it's tied for the fewest points in a game since 2007. Ugh, that was so a, such a disappointing in game. 11 seasons, they tied for the least amount of points the past 11 seasons. And Arf. it's just such a shitty game, you know... I feel bad for anyone who was forced to watch it. Um, I I felt bad for myself just looking at the stats. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a wow. letdown for the Colts who are That's actually tough. looking good. We're propping them up. They're competing for that division. And then they just lay a goose against an underperforming team, even though there's all that talent there. And it has to hurt their playoff hopes. Not just their division hopes, but their playoff oh, hopes yeah, when they're for fighting sure. for a playoff spot. Yeah, that game was insane. I mean, I don't... I don't even want to. I don't even know what to say. I mean, right. seriously, terrible game. Well, then let's move on. Let's move on. I like. What's it. your first game? Let's do it. My first game. I'm taking uh, Panthers Bucks. <clears throat> okay, that's a good game. I, <clears throat> so I was a game. One of us would talk about that. A, a game that ended 17-24 Bucks. Okay, 
The Bucks right now have nothing to play for. The only person on the team that has anything to play for is James Winston, frankly, which is a potential career in the NFL, right? So, I mean, that's a big, something big on the line. But the Bucks are playing for nothing from a contention standpoint at all whatsoever. The Panthers are playing for everything. They're not winning the division, right? They're, they have no hope to win their division. It's just not going to happen, okay? No. So they've got to secure a wild card spot. They had to come in, and they had to come into Tampa and just beat the Bucks. That's it, okay? The James who Winston-led Bucks. Who haven't really been awesome since, like, week three, okay? Since they haven't been flashy and putting up tons of points under Fitz and Magic at the time. Cam Newton comes into the game and throws four picks. He throws four interceptions, and here's what's so crazy. Do you know how many carries Christian McCaffrey had that game? Carries on the ground. I was going to say, isn't it? It had to be either high single digit or low double digits. Yeah, he had 10. 10. Do you know what he did with those 10? Ran for 106 fucking yards. And it was a one score game, so there's no reason to get away from the run. What? How do you let a fucking quarterback throw four interceptions when you have Christian McCaffrey who only gets 10 fucking touches and runs for a hundred and six yards. Not to mention he had 55 or 60 yards in the air in the passing game. I mean, like, Carolina, you've got to be fucking kidding me, okay? There is no room on the couch for anybody that's part of that organization right now. Except Christian McCaffrey. Except for Christian McCaffrey. Like, Jesus Christ. Cam Newton goes out, throws four picks. And here's the best part. Here's the best part about Cam's picks. Do you know who fucking picked off Cam Newton in that game? Nobody fucking does. Because they're no ones. J- uh, Javier Elliott. Okay. pronounced Javier. Whatever. Continue. Whatever that fucking dude's name is. All right? You he, know doesn't, how, he doesn't have a name. Do you know how no many, name. Yeah. Do you know how many career interceptions he has? One. one. That game <laughs> on Cam Newton. He's been in the league for fucking two years. Has one interception. The next guy's been in the league for three fucking years. I don't know what the fuck this dude's name is. I don't know, fucking Andrew uh, Addison or Adidas or whatever. The, some fucking name. I don't even know. I didn't even write down his last name. I literally just put Andrew fucking A, okay? Because he's that <laughs> irrelevant. I don't even want to know it, okay? This fucking clown has the other three interceptions. Hilariously enough, actually. He had wasn't, three picks? He had three picks. Well, three of the paid. four, this one guy. But here's what's hilarious, right? He actually wasn't even named Defensive Player of the Week, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, but at any rate, for, for the NFC. So... He has three picks that game in his entire career, which was started with New York and and now, you know, in Tampa. He's got four. (laughs) Like, get the fuck out of here. So what you're saying is he's better than the last guy. Yeah, he's better than that fucking other dude. Okay? Javier. Not Hobbs. No Hobbs. Just Jobs. But anyway, so seriously, like, these dudes are fucking garbage. Okay? Total fucking garbage. They've got one great defensive player on that team, and they're not in the fucking secondary, okay? So, like, get out of town fucking right now, Carolina. You lost a must-win game because you let a trash fucking quarterback throw for four interceptions when you have arguably one of the best running, the most versatile running backs in the entire fucking NFC in Christian McCaffrey. He has 10 carries for over 100 fucking yards. That's a first down every time the guy touches the ball. And for some reason, you all thought it would be a great idea to let fucking Cam Newton throw four fucking picks. Like, get at it. Do you have his receiving stat line there as well? No, I think it was f- uh, four catches for 56 yards or something. Like okay. That. But I was just So curious. he's had a first down every time he touched the fucking football. Christian McCaffrey got a first down. Well, it's just a little bit crazy to me because of the fact that 
all season he's been doing well, but the past couple of weeks he's been on another level. Yeah, he's been fucking he's been crazy. He's been really good. That was a close game throughout, a back and forth game, even with those turnovers, and they still went away from McCaffrey, which makes no sense to me. I'm not the biggest fan of Cam, but he's been having a pretty good year, and that was just an atrocious game. God, um, fucking awful. And the thing is, it's not like, like you said, there's anybody in the secondary worth mentioning. No. There's not many names on that defense in general, let alone in that secondary. And for him to throw four picks, I had no idea what was going on. So, I mean, good for the players that got the picks. It'll add to their stat line. It'll add to maybe progressing their career. But I'm just surprised it happened. That was, I don't know what to expect from the Panthers at this moment. Because I really thought two Opinion. weeks ago when they played Seattle, that was going to be back and forth. They could and win it that, was. Right? Yeah, and it was close. And then I thought, you know what? They lost a close game. They were competing with another playoff team. They're going to face the Trash Bucks, especially led by Jameis Winston. And, you know, they should win that handily. And then they lost with God. him throw, with Newton throwing four picks. That's just not what I expected. They're 6-6. Six and six. They lost the last four games. I don't know what they're doing or how they're going to come out of this. Hopefully better, but yeah, they might not I, play I, the playoffs. And that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me because three weeks ago, thinking about the Carolina Panthers as not a playoff team and you're a psycho, right? I mean, like, they were actually competing potentially for the division three weeks. I mean, they still had a chance. But now, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's a complete meltdown. And it's not like they have nobodies, right? I mean, they don't have the greatest wide receiving core in the world, right? Okay, their defense led by Luke Keekley. I mean, they've got a pretty good defense, right? But, you know, to come into this game against a division rival in the Bucks and do what allowed, you know, allow to happen what happened in that game is wildly unacceptable. I mean, it's it's insane to me. Insane to me. Now, I, I think, I have a I have an idea what happened. LVE, okay, was oh, hunting here wolves, here caught the center of the Carolina Panthers, traveled to Carolina, okay, and stole whatever was working for them because they have lost their last four games and Dallas has won their last four games. Oh, man. You were talking about how Carolina, you couldn't imagine not being in the playoffs. And they lost four straight. Dallas was, we pretty much guaranteed, was pretty much out of the playoff picture at 3-5 and five, and has won the last four straight to go to 7-5, and five, lead the division, and be a team to be working with that people are saying. So Is that your first game? Uh, Wait, what? Is that bringing you into your first game? Oh, I mean, I'm going to stick in the division because my second game is going to be the Giants and the Bears. Ooh, um, nail biter. N- strictly for the fact that you guys made fun of me because apparently I have a thing that I'm like, listen, this team is playing better. They're playing with some oomph. Yeah. You know? Rachel saying, called that out saying, last week. Yeah, I love it. And I was saying about it when we were making our picks last episode, and I, I took the Giants, right? I was the only one. And what happened? Now, granted, they made it closer than they should have. But they won that game. What's holding them back, and the reason I want to talk about it, is Eli Manning. Like, if it wasn't already obvious to everyone and to us, Eli Manning is not helping that team in the least bit. His stat line, 19 from 35, so barely over 50% completion percentage, for 170 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Okay, Saquon had 125 yards rushing and a touchdown, and then for an actually low receiving game, three carries for 21 yards. OBJ had one passing attempt and had the same amount of touchdowns as Eli. Okay. He had a passing touchdown. He only had three catches for 35 yards. Your best best receiver. Your second best player on that offense. You know what I mean? So You know what's really funny really quick uh, from a stat line perspective? Do you know that this season, Odell Beckham Jr. has thrown more passes 
for 40 plus yards than Eli Manning. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not suggesting any day that we move OBJ to quarterback. Um, but <laughs> can't be worse. You know, we've been, I've been preaching at least that Eli has to be replaced. I understand if you're holding on because you couldn't get anyone or whatever. But there is players after this past offseason that skipped over, and now you're going into this offseason where unless you go and get Teddy Bridgewater or someone random shows up, which it doesn't look like it, there's not really that many draft eligible players that are really lighting the world on fire so either you're gonna make a move that's not really gonna help your franchise this offseason and you're gonna be stuck with them because you're gonna say no this is our future going forward or you're gonna have to wait and you're gonna have another bad year up until two years from now when you can draft a really good quarterback or sign one so Eli is hurting this team they need to do something if they want help they got to go get Teddy uh Bears Bears didn't do anything anyway Chase Daniel went 26 for 39 285 with one touchdown, two picks, two costly picks. Um, Jordan Howard and Cohen combined for 24 carries for 106 yards, but Cohen also had 12 catches for 156 yards. Yeah, good game for Cohen. For sure. um, Tariq. Yeah, who, you know, that's kind of a mixed bag for me this year because Howard was back-to-back years of 1,000 yards running, looked good. Whether it's him or the way it's being coached, hasn't really gotten there, gotten there this year, but Cohen stepped up, especially in the receiving game. So I wonder, I wonder if they're gonna try to keep Howard in that one-two, or if they're gonna like let him go and stick with Cohen. Should be something interesting to find out. But my my whole point about this is that the Giants are playing better, even with Eli holding them back. You can see it if you actually watch the games. Um, and going forward, you know what? I expect them to beat Washington this week. Not to ruin our picks going forward for our next episode, but they play Washington. I expect the Giants to win. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Sure. But you know they're playing better. So, I yeah. expect a lot from them. Yeah, Washington's on a fucking downward spiral. I mean, obviously, no doubt. I, funny is, you know, the big highlight of the AP run for 90 yards was hysterical is Adrian Peterson still ended that game with less than 100 yards rushing. <laughs> so, he had one run for 90 yards and ended the game with less than 100, uh, 100 yards rushing, which is insane to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not only poorly coached, uh, but at, at this point, at least, it looks like. Uh, but, you know, they've got nobody at quarterback. They're down to butt fumble, so... You know, whatever. <laughs> um, so moving, yeah, moving right along. Yeah, Colt McCoy before you move on. I feel bad, but yeah, he's out for the year. They have fucking leg. They have the Sanchez. So good luck, Washington. The Sanchez, the boot fumble. He actually recom- recovered a fumble with his boot on this past game. Uh, so at any rate, uh, so moving right along to my uh, my final game. My final game is is the obvious one that I have to talk about: Packers Cardinals. It, actually, I don't want to talk about it. I, can I fucking have another game? But no, seriously. I don't, uh, you know. Uh, You're at a loss for did words, the apparently. lose again? Oh, yeah. yeah Ooh, again. Hey, really quick. Time out, time out, time out. She says that, but uh, but Rachel, can you just uh, listen? Uh, can you just go ahead and throw out to all the listeners what kind of shirt you're wearing? What's on your shirt? Packers. There we go. There we go. Represent. Yeah, because you got it for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, quick, just quick question. I'm just saying because every single time that football just happens to be on the TV when Drew actually watches TV, and I just happen to look, they're always losing. Okay. So, so you're right, like, listen, that's just because you got it for me. So you're saying if I got you a cowboy shirt, Drew is shaking his head. No, I'm not going to even let go. Continue, Drew, with your game. All right. I okay. wear it. <laughs> Support my friends, too. You'd literally, you'd get kicked out. I would, I would. I There'd be a divorce. Okay. okay. So anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Packers Cardinals, right? I mean, 
17-20, Cardinals beating the Packers at Lambeau. Uh, uh, Another team gonna, I've been saying has been playing better. An abysmal fucking performance, uh, you know, to be beat by an abysmal team. Uh, wildly unacceptable again. I mean, just another just another ridiculous stat line when you look at it, right? Rodgers passed the ball over 50 times, or just at 50 times, right? Threw the ball 50 times. That is insane. 50 times. And you put up 17 points. When, When arguably the best quarterback, the most talented quarterback in the league, Throws the ball 50 times, and you can't find a way to fucking score more than 17 points. Makes me sick. Then you've got Aaron Jones, who has been a rock star since he's been back from his suspension, right? I mean, one of the best running backs in the NFC from a, from a, from a productivity perspective, right? You give him 11 carries. Like, I, I just don't understand the philosophy. Like, I don't get it. For most of that game, you were tied up. You it was a it was a close game. It was never it was never a two possession game, right? So, you don't think that your up and coming running back can't help you win that game? No, you tell twelve he's got to throw the ball fifty times. Uh, Brady can barely throw the ball fifty times to win you a game. But guess what? They don't fucking ask him to, and they have no running game. Well, now Sony Michelle, obviously, right? And then you know James White in the interim, but like. You, you just can't do that. There's only a select few special quarterbacks that can do that, right? They can throw the ball 50-plus times a game that I would let that happen with, okay? One of them, frankly, is Phillip Rivers, you know? But at any rate, listen, I'm not getting into the Chargers game. But I, I just, I don't know. It was a disgusting performance, completely gross. I mean, it seriously makes me want to fucking puke. Um, the Cardinals played, again, not good football. The Cardinals did not play incredible football. Their defense played well enough. Their offense played well enough. But if you look at the stat lines, I mean, you know, Josh Rosen did not have an incredible game. No, no, not at all. You know, David Johnson did not have an incredible game. Nothing worthy of jumping off the page. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't lose that game if you're the Green Bay Packers. And, and by the way, if you have to win out and get help to make it to the playoffs— you can't let that happen in a, in a need game. Now you have basically, you're almost, you're still not mathematically eliminated, right? But you're damn close to it. So, like, get out of here. That game is just so disgusting Wait, they to still, me. like, can make it to the playoffs? Technically. Like, Technically, they need right. other teams to help them out So they need Jesus or... to be reincarnated and cast a blessing spell. <laughs> uh, like, seriously. So it's never going to happen. Yeah, oh, no, it's yeah, not it's never. <laughs> not it's unless not something happens where, like, 30 other teams' players get injured. Well, listen, and... you know, if the, Panth- if the Panthers keep playing the way they're playing, right? I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, the Vikings keep losing. I mean, it's possible, Could sadly. You- all right, three quick things. I did have two, but now that made me add a third. Could you imagine CMC on the Green Bay Packers? No. I mean, just if it worked out. Not getting him, but like if you... Oh, were... yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah. It would only... be like Le'Veon Bell-esque. <laughs> um, two out of that game, Christian Kirk got hurt. He's on the IR. He was, a, yeah. he was having a decent rookie year. Not sure. exactly what people expected because of the whole building situation there. Um, but no, my, my biggest point here is the fact that we always talk about, not just us, but most, most fans, most people in sports that with Aaron Rodgers, no game is ever out of winning. Okay. Sure. That even when they're playing a better team, you guys could still win 
because Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron Rodgers factor. You're never really, really, really ready to count out the Packers or Aaron Rodgers because of what he can do. And then you lose to teams like Arizona. God. And it's it's just it's mind blowing to see because you're so scared of a player, so scared of a team, even when they have lesser talent for that reason, and then they lose to a team I can't even call up and coming, but has a lot of young talent. No one jumps off the page, and you know they haven't done anything, and then they go and beat the Packers. Even with what you were saying, Aaron Rodgers having another statistically good year. So it makes no sense to me, and it's just odd to see. Right. I mean, the only thing, the denominator has to come to McCarthy. There's almost no other thing that you can think of aside from play calling. Like, again, because if Rodgers is having a good year, he doesn't have great weapons around him, but he's done it with less. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's insane to me. I, I, it makes me fucking sick. All right. Well, our defense is also riddled with injury. But still, I mean, that still should not be a reason why. And we trade away, you know, a top five safety in the league for whatever fucking reason. But go on. You had your fantasy that you gave out last episode before the games. Oh! Uh, I'm kind of curious yeah, to yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. It how was not good. It was not good. Uh, <laughs> no, listen. Hey, it, it was okay. It was definitely not as good as my, uh, as my previous weeks. But... I'll, I'll ramble through this super fast, okay? So quarterback, running back, wide receivers, the order I started them in, I'll, I'll go in that same order. Um, Kirk Cousins versus the Pats. If you started him, I'm sorry. He was a total bust. Uh, threw two picks. It was a fucking terrible game. Audi 5,000. Phillip Rivers versus the Steelers. If you started him, congratulations. You got a lot of fantasy points. Phillip Rivers had a really, really good game, won a tight game, uh, and uh, you know came down with a W and a great stat line. Ryan Tannehill versus the Bills. If you started him, you had a pretty good day too. You probably got him really, really cheap, and Ryan Tannehill comes out not only with the W for Miami, which you know most expected, but he still had a statistically pretty good game. So you're talking about one quarterback that went low end, one quarterback that went middle, one quarterback that went high end. So you got to hit all spectrums there. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm looking for all highs here, looking for all highs. Uh, my next category running back went a little bit better. Um, I had James White. You know, he had uh, over 100 yards, so still a good game. Again, it would have been an easy pickup because from a DraftKings perspective, you would have been able to get him for next to nothing, right? It would have been cheap. Uh, we were talking DraftKings only because it's week to week, right? So you can't really adjust your entire fantasy team from all year week to week to, to, to kind of appease me. Uh, I went Carlos Hyde in the Jags. While my theory was that he would get more touches on the ground, and he did, he just didn't do much with the touches. So you probably didn't have a good game there. I apologize for that one. Uh, Joe Mixon, again, 100 yards. Uh, he did so-so. He did okay. Uh, didn't really blow it out of the water. Didn't really tank it. So another win, bust, middle ground. Um, where the bigger win came was in the wide receiver game, obviously, right? I had Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, against the Bengals. Cortland Sutton went off, uh, respectively, right? He had 85, 90 yards, a touchdown. So he definitely superseded his stat line, right? He superseded what we thought he was going to put up. Corey Davis of Tennessee against the Jets. Uh, same thing. He did better than anticipated, uh, 50 yards-ish touchdown. But, you know, again, got some fantasy points for some players down there. I picked Doug Baldwin, Versus the 49ers. This one frustrates me. They won the game, obviously, hands down. Russell Wilson did four touchdowns. Yeah, easy win, right? But Doug Baldwin only got one of those touchdowns for 22 yards. Started off kind of strong, faded away into the darkness. Um, so if you started if you started Dougie B, uh, you should have started Tyler Lockett again. So my bad. But um, uh, So yeah, that was my quick fantasy recap. Um, no, yeah, I mean... It, it's not that bad. It wasn't as good as last week, 
But it doesn't make me any less interested to see what you got coming in for our next episode before the next slate of games. Oh, this one's a good one. This is a redemption. This is a you you know this is the the web redemption. Okay, this is web redemption for fantasy coming up. Since say, was that just a little shout out to your Tosh point lover? That's uh that's my shout out to Daniel Tosh right there. Yeah yeah. All right. Um, we just want to let you in on some of the stuff that's going to be going on. We are going to have our episode coming up for the uh, a couple days from now before the weekend games. Um. Don't forget to get out there and vote for the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl's coming up. They announced the celebrity team captains in Demarcus Ware, Emmett Smith, and then Jim Kelly, and I forget the other one because I really don't care. But there was another one. They're announced as the team captains for the Pro Bowl. Get out there and vote. Um, we're going to be working on who we expect to win the upcoming awards since the season's starting to wrap up before we get into the playoffs. And then just some draft news since I said last week, last episode, that I'll be getting into it a little bit as the season and the playoffs came on, was uh, some of the names already declared for the draft. Um, Nick Bosa, Ohio State defensive end. No fan, Iowa tight end. Ed Oliver, Houston, DT. Greedy Williams, LSU cornerback. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. And Kelvin uh, Harmon from North Carolina State. Rashawn Gary from Michigan as well. Uh, defensive lineman prospect. Will Greer is going to be at the uh, the Senior Bowl with Jared Sidham, both quarterbacks from West Virginia and Auburn, respectively. Josh Allen, linebacker from Kentucky, and Dito, uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, South Carolina. Um, there's plenty more, but those are the bigger names that have come out in the news over the past week or two, um, just to keep you updated. I think that's we ha- all we have for this episode. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? <sighs> Uh, that was a long no. silence. That no, was kind it. of unnerving. I was looking, was I was looking, at, I was looking at Rachel, seeing if she had anything. No. I want to know, did you get a saying or a quote out of this episode? I did. I, I did. I don't know if Do it's... Do you want to let everybody in on it or no? <laughs> it, I don't know if it's right, but Some it was trolling. along the lines of what you said earlier um, about everyone agreeing there would be nothing to talk about. Something, you said something like that earlier. But that's what I picked up from it. Like, in were, like if to everyone what? agreed all the time, then there would be nothing to talk about. Uh, oh, between okay. uh, the McCarthy Rogers yeah, controversy yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna perfect <clears throat> it after the episode and then put it on the board because I wasn't sure if that's what you said. Okay, but fair. Then. So we just kind of threw you in the spot right now. Yep. And... Thanks. Oh, you were. Well, we had to do something because we're used to you talking even more. Yeah, you're yeah. Just quiet yeah, this yeah you're really quiet like, this episode. I'm so sleepy. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty late as we're recording here for sure. So as uh, always, as always, uh, another as always too. Really super fast. Um, uh, I know Andy Reid was not more successful than Mike McCarthy before leaving Philadelphia. But if you guys want to weigh in on that, guys and gals, please feel free to hit us on Facebook. Uh, we had a we had a review in last week from somebody who uh, uh, you know somebody watched the show appreciated it and uh, you know sent some messages in from some other things from a, you know just kind of a new face out there so certainly appreciated. We've got a lot of the same people kind of giving us feedback and rolling through some stuff. We'd love some new voices and new uh, uh, you know some new people posting there and, and, and following along and yeah you know. we need more people. Come on, ask questions. Messages. Rachel is bored. Yeah. I know. She needs Most more. Boring page ever. Give her more. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. The page is exciting. No, I mean the fans. We need some more feedback, yo. 
Yo, what's good though? Listen, uh. we love our fans, boring or not. Oh, we love, yeah, we love you. Sorry. <laughs> Rachel's, like, Rachel's like, Rachel's like, oh yeah, those fucking, those fucking like, bitches. Yeah, we love you, bitches. Not whatever. <laughs> um, but no, just to keep transparent and have you guys updated after the holiday season's over, we're looking not only to get more out there, we're gonna be trying some other things. We're gonna probably be giving away some T-shirts and stuff like that. Um. And we're probably going to be putting some Facebook videos, Facebook live videos out there for the page and stuff like that. So look forward to that. Um, but no, uh, in a couple of days be- before the weekend games comes on, we'll have another episode for you guys. We'll have our picks as always. Drew will have his fantasy corner and we'll keep up on the news and what's going on. Um, that's all we have for tonight. You want to say goodnight, guys? Confess your love, Drew. Later, bitches! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, Good night. Appreciate you guys, as always. Would appreciate you more if you did something on fucking Facebook, but uh, wow. you know, let's uh, let's rock and roll. We got some people we got to get in here too. I think I think we've got like uh, some people on that. So yeah, it's been a little bit. Since I mean, like guests, everybody's so. like yeah, liking our guests. stuff, you know, and watching the yeah, and like listening to the episodes, but you guys aren't really like interacting. Interact more. It's clear Come that on. Rachel's very upset about this. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if it's just because they agree with me or they like don't disagree enough with Drew to actually like make forth an effort to comment on it but you know if anything if need be i will give you their address and you You want some controversy god damn it kareem hunt should have kicked that bitch harder i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding that's fucked up all right it's time to go that's super fucked up that's super (laughs) okay i can't even get behind good night everybody good night (laughs) y'all you didn't end it Tune in next time and score some points with the Couch Coaches.